What's real estate investing going to be in 2023? You're about to discover some great insights, some truth, some signal, as well as you'll learn some things you may not have considered. Now, in order for me to help you better understand what to expect from 2023, allow me to take a brief digression into a quick analysis of the real estate market. Recall that the United States went through a very tumultuous 2022 in the housing market. So the prices were skyrocketing as we entered January, and they climbed, they climbed, they climbed, and then they get to about the end of May, early June. That's when there was an abrupt change, and then in some markets, the prices came way down. Now, they didn't come down as low as where they started in January, but they still came down. And then in other markets, they came down not quite as severe. In some markets, it actually gradually climbed. But then as we get past July, August, September, October, we get into November, and then in all markets, things start to level off. Start to level off, or again, some markets have continued to climb just a little bit. So what caused this abrupt change in May, June? Mortgage interest rates nearly doubled in a very short period of time. And so a lot of people that have been looking to buy a home in this period or were thinking of buying a home, they got off the fence, they moved quickly, they locked in the lowest rate they could, they searched, they bought a home, but at the time you get to about May, June, all of those transactions have cleared out, and that's where this abrupt change comes from, from this rapid increase in mortgage interest rates. Now, I put these on the same graph so you can see the interest rate eventually climbs to a high of 7% in early November. But what you're noticing, though, is that things leveled off. Why did that happen? Because remember, there was a lot of experts predicting that the real estate market was going to collapse. What happened? It really didn't collapse. Now, yes, it did have some gyrations, especially in certain markets in the West. However, still higher than January. And why did it level off when interest rates continue to climb? The answer is very simple. Inventory level. Inventory is the amount of available homes for sale that people can buy on the market. And while inventory levels did start to climb a little bit, they eventually leveled off. And they're still very, very low. There's a lack of inventory. We can't forget that in residential real estate, the primary driver of demand are people that are looking for a home to live in. People want a roof over their heads. And so people are always buying houses, regardless of the macroeconomic conditions and interest rates and that sort of thing. And so with the continued demand of people looking to buy homes, if inventory levels are high, then buyers have a lot of options. And therefore, they can negotiate with sellers. And sellers either have to drop their price or provide other incentives. But if inventory levels remain low, now all of a sudden, buyers cannot be as choosy. They don't have the upper hand in negotiations. And now all of a sudden, sellers can stick to their price. And that's why even though the interest rates have continued to climb, we've seen this leveling off, and it's because inventory levels remain low. This is the glue that keeps this thing together. This is the anchor that keeps real estate markets strong, and that's why in 2023 they're going to remain strong. So this is a big question you may have. Why are inventory levels so low? There are two main reasons why you're not seeing a lot of for sale signs out there. The first is that homeowners aren't selling. Now, for homeowners that bought properties 5, 10, even 3 years ago, if they sold now, 
when you even incorporate this dip that some markets have experienced, they can reap a huge profit. Prices have gone up dramatically. But the reason why homeowners aren't collecting that money is because if they do sell, what are they going to buy? Well, they're going to buy something with an interest rate that's double of what they had before, and the prices are still high. So a lot of homeowners are staying put. They're not selling. And with the markets all leveling off, and in some cases climbing back up a little bit, you can expect this trend to continue. Homeowners, what they have is better than what they could trade for. The second reason is that builders aren't building as much as they should be to keep up with demand. This has been going on for many years. It's just greatly exacerbated right now because material costs have skyrocketed. Land costs are still high. Interest rates are up, so they pay more for the money they borrow for their projects. Uh, it's still very difficult to find quality, uh, affordable labor but also, and this has been slowly creeping for many, many years, it is dang near impossible to build a new subdivision these days due to local governments, county governments, and long-term residents that file lawsuits. There's so much red tape that builders simply have too many headwinds and they're just not keeping up with building. And right now, builder sentiment is way down because of the interest rate climb. It's a lot harder for them to sell their properties at the peak price that they need to to actually make a profit. So that's important because with low inventory levels now, and it appears it's going to remain that way, this is what keeps that real estate market so solid. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, Phil. In my local area, the inventory levels of houses that are above 700000 have climbed 300%. Okay, there might be some anomalies. There might be some little details. And you do want to stay away from either a long-term rehab or, or trying to flip properties where you have a lot of inventory that you have to compete with. But just be aware that the inventory level is the key component that you need to research. Now, how do you do that? It's real simple. Look on the market. Look on Realtor.com. Look on Zillow. See how many comparable properties are for sale right now that you would compete against if you tried to flip that house. That's going to tell you inventory levels. It doesn't have to be complicated. But when you bring all this together, and by the way, thank you for allowing me to digress into this market analysis. What you see is even though interest rates have climbed, although they've kind of come down a little bit, even though uh, prices did drop in some markets and others barely and others just uh, leveled off, what we're seeing as we go into 2023 is that inventory levels are staying incredibly low. Interest rates are probably going to, if they go up, they're going to kind of go up marginally. And you're going to see an overall leveling off. Maybe some markets will come up a little bit. Some are going to just level off completely. If there are some bad markets, they might just drop very, very, very gradually. And this, this helps us better understand where the opportunities are in real estate investing in 2023. 2023 is going to be a creative residential investor's dream. So creative real estate investing, by the way, is when you buy properties off-market, so no agents, no auctions, directly from the seller, and that's where you negotiate, you contract, and you purchase. And that allows you to structure non-conventional financing, things like subject to or uh, uh, owner financing, land contracts, lease options, 
By the way, I have a great video on creative financing comparisons if you want to learn more about the differences between those. And that allows you to do things like buy properties with no money down or with bad credit. I mean, that's how people like me 20 years ago, living out of my truck homeless, became financially free. So this concept of creative real estate investing is ideal in the environment that we're entering here in 2023, and here's why. Confidence in final sales price prediction. Because 2023 is going to be a calm, cool, and collected market, we can bank on, we can be confident in our predictions of what a property is going to sell for based on the most recent comps. I have an amazing video on that subject of predicting final sales price. One of the fa my favorite videos I've ever posted in my 13 years on YouTube. And what it talks about is the importance of a skill whereby you determine or you accurately forecast what that property is going to sell for when you put it on the market, whether as is or all fixed up. This is the skill above all other skills that makes or breaks a real estate investor's career. You see, I often hear where people use phrases like as is value or after repaired value. That's not the right word. Value relates to an appraisal. Now, it's important to know that information, but it doesn't make or break you. What make or breaks you is what the property actually sells for. So you've got to predict what it's going to sell for. Otherwise, you can't negotiate with the seller correctly. You're going to have all kinds of problems as an investor. And when we are in an environment like we were in 2022, where the prices are going way up and then they come down, that is a little bit more difficult to predict with confidence what the property is going to sell for. Now, if you bought the property in January or February and you put it on the market in April, you weren't complaining because the prices went up, although it still was a little harder to negotiate with the seller. But if you bought the property in May or June and then you try to sell it in September, well, that sucked. So it's much easier as a real estate investor to have a market that's steady, that's not gyrating, because it allows you to have confidence, to bank on your predictions. And also, if you're structuring creative financing, it plays a key role as well, because sometimes you're doing thinner margin deals, and, um, and that allows you to make money where other people can't make money. However, you can't have a market that is up and down, up and down. So... Number one, confidence in the final sales price prediction is going to be awesome in 2023, and that's the dream of a creative real estate investor. Next is the subject to low interest rate loans. So the majority of people that are selling a property are not selling a property that they just acquired three or six months ago. Usually they've owned it for one or two or five or seven years. And so they're sitting on lower interest rate loans than the interest rates today. And since subject two is a key, key strategy for creative investors, you're going to be able to take subject to low interest rate loans, even though the rental rates are higher, even though the prices are still high. And so this is also fantastic. We've already been doing this, by the way, for several months now. Um, and it's just fantastic. I mean, there's, there's situations where, uh, unfortunately, someone's passed away, but the interest rate was 3%. And we can take that over subject to, and that doesn't affect anybody because the borrower's passed. And... It, and it's, it's literally half of what the rates are right now. So another dream of creative real estate investors, I've actually never been an investor in an environment like this. I've been investing for over 20 years, but never where I can take over uh, loans subject to that are literally half of the prevailing rates. Rent to own opportunities abound as well. 
Rental rates are strong. It's a lot harder to get a loan right now. Prices are up, so down payment requirements are relatively larger. And so you've got a lot of people that have five or $10,000 that want to become a homeowner, but simply can't become a homeowner. Now you can provide that opportunity. I mentioned that on some uh, videos um, not too long ago, and that is you put a property on the market as a rent to own, and it's like piranhas attacking raw flesh. There's so many people that want this. And because you can take over loans subject to at ultra low interest rates, this combo right here has never been better. It's an absolute dream for a creative investor. But wait, there's more. There's less competition in the marketplace. Less competition just in the, the clingers, the people that just came into the market because the prices were going up in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. They all got flushed out here in the second half of 2022. Uh, but also, even the iBuyers, you look at what happened there, Redfin disappeared. Um, and the others that are still alive, that would be uh, Open Door and OfferPad. They're on life support. Go look at their uh, stock chart for 2022, let's say Open Door. They're like at $15 a share at the beginning of the year. They're down like one right now. They're struggling to even even uh, still keep afloat. They might stay afloat. I'm guessing they'll probably move into kind of the traditional investor role, buying houses at 65 to 70 cents on the dollar, and they'll kind of become irrelevant. Um, but with this, we're also seeing the cost of marketing for sellers. Because again, as creative investors, we like to reach the audience before agents get to them. We try to get to the property owners. Those costs have dropped dramatically, and that, again, is evidence of the less competition. So we love this, too. Less competition is exactly what we want as a creative real estate investor. Some have asked me, but wait a minute, Phil. If the inventory levels are remaining low, aren't they low for creative real estate investors like you? Good question. Well, it turns out that our business of reaching sellers directly has a very consistent flow as it has years ago and will be years in the future. It's the same flow of new deals basically year after year after year. And the reason why is we're dealing with like the 1% to 2% of sellers in any marketplace that need to sell for some personal reason that has nothing to do with macroeconomic changes or interest rates. It has everything to do with the fact that they got to sell. Maybe someone's passed away, maybe someone's gotten sick, maybe there's an issue of finances, maybe the house has just slowly deteriorated over time, no one's taken care of it, maybe it's been a long-term rental that they've never cared for, and on and on and on are all the reasons and more as to why we have a consistent or the same flow of new deals year after year after year. It doesn't go up, it doesn't go down, it stays consistent. So we always have our inventory, we're not impacted by all the macroeconomic changes as it relates to inventory. We've always got what we need to make a ton of money helping a lot of people and maximizing all the different factors that are leading to where we are in 2023. So creative real estate investors on the residential side, y'all, this is a dream in 2023. But it's going to be another tough year for you traditional investors out there. Traditional investors are those that buy properties from agents that are on the MLS or they go to auctions. Unfortunately, you've got high prices to deal with. You've got high interest rates when you're borrowing money because traditional investors have to actually close on a property and then they fix it up and resell it. And the inventory levels remain low. Now, I feel your pain because I too play the role of a traditional investor when I'm buying vacation rentals. 
And that's because sometimes the best deals you can do are the ones that are on the market because they have all the characteristics you need in order to maximize your revenue. Well, I was kind of hoping that maybe in some of these vacation rental markets that the prices would come down quite a bit more than they have. And, uh, and so now I'm kind of stuck with still searching for that, you know, once in a year, something that hits the MLS or an agent tells me about that's kind of a home run and I have to jump on it literally within an hour. So I might still pick up one or two of those this year, but really and truly, this is going to be another tough year for me to find any good vacation rentals. And there's one more part that adds insult to injury for traditional investors. Low foreclosure rates. So... They were predicting after the moratorium had expired that foreclosure rates were going to go up. And that didn't happen. Okay, so we're waiting for the shoe to drop. When are the foreclosure rates going to go up? They really didn't. They didn't. And then we started hearing reports that auto loan defaults were climbing. Ah, so there it is. There was just a delay. And here come the foreclosure tsunamis. No, it was more like a little blip. So right now, foreclosure rates are still lower than they were pre-pandemic. So unfortunately, or I guess the, how you look at it, right? We don't want people to lose their homes. So, uh, but low foreclosure rates is also uh, giving a tough uh, go at traditional investors' traditional business model, right? Because they're going to buy properties either that are uh, bank-owned or maybe they'll go to auctions. And there's just not a lot of those going on, and it doesn't appear there's going to be. And that's because the people that did get loans, they've got super low interest rates, and they're hanging on to them for dear life. Ever so often, a foreclosure comes up, but it's just not the same as it used to be. I mean, we're talking the history of mortgages. We're at historic lows on foreclosure rates. So, tough time for traditional investors. And before we wrap this up, I want to mention to you one more thing. And that is multifamily and mobile home parks. Those are going to remain really strong in 2023. You may not be aware of this, but get this. If you get an apartment loan, and let's say you've got good credit, you've got good assets, and you've got experience, and it's a well-performing asset, the interest rate on that apartment loan is lower than your primary residence loan that you get today. That's right. Now, I've never seen that in my real estate career. The, the, the fundamental rule in loans is the best of the best interest rate comes from a primary residence home because that is where banks feel the safest. And then anything after that, any investment property is not quite as safe because you don't live there. It's not your home. But banks are seen where this is so solid right here. And this is more on the commercial side. And by the way, this is really for those that have 50, 100, 200, 500,000 to invest. If you're just looking to get into a position where you have a lot of money to invest, that's what this is for. But then once you have some money, now all of a sudden you're looking at where do I invest it? And that's where multifamily and mobile home parks are so strong right now. It's because the rental rates, as we talked about, are remaining very, very strong. Because of the lack of inventory, a lot of would-be home buyers are having to rent. Um, interest rates, as I just mentioned, are relatively low compared to, um, let's say, a primary residence mortgage loan. 
And there's just not enough building of the Class B and Class C apartments. Now, you might say, wait a minute, Phil, I'm seeing apartment building going on everywhere, and you are. It is the uh, number one, uh, the highest uh, on, on record amount of apartment building is going on right now in America, but that's Class A. It's not Class B and Class C, where all the big returns are. And so you've got limited inventory, you've got great opportunities, and so it's going to remain strong. Now, if you want to learn more about that subject, that's not something you learn on my channel. My recommendation is to go to Commercial Property Advisors with Peter Harris, very good friend of mine. Him and his team are doing great things and helping a lot of people do a lot of deals over there, and that's where you can learn more. Uh, and as far as multifamily, I, I include duplexes, triplexes, quads as well into that. Maybe not so much duplexes unless you have several duplexes all lined up next to each other. But uh, the, the economies of scale are a lot better as you get more units per building. But you also get some easier financing options if you're in that triplex quad. So um, this right here is going to be a great opportunity in 2023. People need housing. They need a roof over their head. And, uh, and this is certainly one of the best ways in which to provide that in a very efficient manner from an investing standpoint. All right, y'all. Well, I'm Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. If you want to learn more about how to be a successful creative real estate investor, get a copy of my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, for free. I give it away on these videos. And also, if you want to take your investing to an entirely different level for 2023, if you want to go from watching videos, reading books, to actually doing deals and doing them right, making a lot of money, becoming a market leader, becoming someone who puts up enough savings that they can buy these you know, 20, 50 unit apartment buildings, if you want to get that kind of revenue, that's where you may want to consider my apprentice program, where my coaching team and I, we guide, we train, we turn you into a money-making machine because we have this dialed in at a level no one else has accomplished in the history of our industry. I've been doing this for 20 years. We know exactly what we're doing, and we can help you become incredibly successful. So consider my apprentice program. I have some uh, availability right now, so you can apply right here. All right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for watching. I'll see you on the next video.